The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The cost of providing care in nursing homes may increase in the coming years due to the dominance of the private supply in the system, with one in five family-run nursing homes closing in a two-year period. This is according to a report from the ESRI. Now, I'm joined on the line by Ty Daly, Chief Executive of Nursing Homes Ireland. Ty, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Happy New Year to you. And a Happy New Year to you. Uh, One in five in a very short period of time closing. Uh, What are the reasons? Yeah, I mean, this isn't new news, unfortunately. HICWA just before Christmas outlined that 60 nursing homes had closed between 2018 and 2022. The primary reason is financial viability, ultimately. HICWA also highlighted, you know, burnout post the pandemic and that it wasn't an attractive proposition. Um, so there are significant challenges here, and we welcome the fact that the ESRI, as, as an independent research body, has, has, I suppose, called out effectively yeah. that we're at a critical juncture uh, for, for nursing home care, given that we have an ageing population. Okay. Now, now, the 2018 to 2022 uh, time, we're yes. talking about uh, during a pandemic where maybe the stresses of running a nursing home in a pandemic uh, became, uh, I suppose, too much. And also the vulnerabilities of nursing homes to a pandemic became obvious. And secondly, the temptation of some with, uh, you know, a viable operation to go out of the sector and move into the provision of refugee accommodation. Um, So both of those uh, things were at work. I know that they've changed the rules about opting out of nursing homes and into refugee accommodation. You've got to wait a number of years before you can do that. That's a recent change. Yes. But certainly those two other factors must have played uh, a part. Well, the two things I'd say, I mean, I know from talking to members across the country that they closed their nursing homes with a very heavy heart. Many of them uh, were, I suppose, career nursing home people, if you like, uh, and had, you know, a number of family members involved in the nursing home. Uh, so they didn't, they didn't close it lightly. In, in respect to the refugee accommodation, that's only a recent phenomenon. I mean, that's only last year, effectively. So the closures between 2018 and 2022 were as a result of, and what people are telling us is, you know, the incessant cost, the, the increasing cost of providing care to a highly vulnerable and dependent population, and the failure of, of government to, to keep pace effectively in terms of the, 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 uh, the pricing model. So, you know, the SRA report, confirms what we already know in Nursing Homes Ireland and indeed what a number of other reports have have said over the last number of years. But what we find ourselves now is a situation whereby many of these reports haven't been acted on uh, and we're facing a further uh, closure and crisis in the sector as the the months and years uh, progress. So the longer we leave action, and whatever that action is, uh, the more problematic and the more challenging it will be to turn turn the ship around, as it were. Now, it, it would appear, though, there is a growth in the number of larger nursing homes in, yes. if you like, uh, urban and suburban areas. They tend to be bigger than, say, a 30-bed unit. So yes. is there a thing about, you know, critical mass, that you need a minimum number of beds to make the whole thing viable in terms of kitchens and cleaning mm. and nursing staff and, you know, medical supervision? Yeah, I mean, look, there are some economies of scale, but I think that's overstated, to be honest with you. I mean, the biggest cost factor in any care facility, or whether it's hospital or nursing home, is staffing. And the staffing cost in a nursing home is now running at somewhere between 60 and 65%. Um, so while there are, I suppose, marginal costs, if you like, uh, on the periphery to be to be got from, from scale, ultimately staffing is the single biggest cost. So, um, you know, ultimately what we've got to do, uh, as the SRI report says, uh, is to harmonise, uh, the, the word they use, um, the, the financial 
incentives for nursing home providers with the primary objective of fulfilling fulfilling residents' health and social care needs. So yeah. we've been no, talking no, but about uh, Ty, even in terms of the the personnel costs, yes. if you take, for example, a thirty bed nursing home where you might have two uh, nursing staff supervising overnight. I don't know what the ratios yes. are, but suppose that was the number. Two people overnight supervising 30 beds. Um, if you have 300 beds, you're not going to have 20 people probably in that operation. It'll probably be fewer than that because you have the economies of scale. Yeah, look, there, there are no doubt some economies of scale, but as I said, you know, they are overstated ultimately. And I suppose the question comes back here is what do we want here? You know, what's, what's our vision? And we need to be ambitious for care of the older population. We shouldn't be looking at, at trying to uh, dumb down care or in, indeed trying to cut costs. What we should be looking at is what is the true cost of providing yeah. high quality care to our older population? Now, is it and, transparent? And accordingly. And, and effectively, Pat, if we want you know, a whole realm of 30 beds across the country. That may cost a little bit more. But if it costs more, are we willing to pay that? Yeah. Uh, and the issue at the moment is that w- the government is saying we're not willing to pay that. Uh, so they're forcing the smaller providers. And indeed, in time to come, uh, the larger providers will also fall foul uh, of the, I suppose, incessant push uh, to to reduce costs. Um, Do we have any idea, is it transparent, what it costs to keep uh, someone in a a state-run nursing home, a HSE home, versus in either a large facility that's privately owned or a smaller facility that's privately owned? And that's that's the nub of the, of, of the the issue with respect. I mean, there is discrimination in terms of funding. The fair deal is a scheme of, of support for older people, but when it comes to funding that care, uh, the difference is of the order of seven hundred euros per resident per week, and that's also called out in this ESRI report. So that's at the at fundamentally the issue here is that the state knows the cost of care. It's willing to pay that in its own HSE public-run homes, but is expecting the private sector uh, to do it uh, for €700 per resident per week less. And that's going to have... It has had dramatic consequences already uh, for the 60-plus nursing homes that have closed. And if we keep going down this road, we're going to see further closures. We're going to see, uh, in my mind, uh, difficulties in terms of maintaining high standards uh, because you can't continue to maintain high standards if you're looking at at the cost of providing the care on an ongoing basis. So, uh, you know, the sector is highly regulated. Uh, recently, HICWA outlined 88% um, compliance rates. The, the National Resident Experience Survey highlighted 90% of people had a good or a very good experience. So we've got to be proud of the sector on the one hand. Yeah. But on the other hand, what we've got to do is remunerate the sector and indeed okay. remunerate the staff appropriately. Now, is, is there, they're the people who provide the care ultimately. Is there any information as to how much is collected via the Fair Deals scheme and how much, on average, is spent on those whose homes are subject to the Fair Deal scheme? In other words, does it wash its face or is it um, a major loss for the Exchequer? No, I mean, ultimately, I suppose the, the, the policymakers in their, in their wisdom in 2009 decided on the implementation of the Fair Deal. So uh, currently, the, the, the state spends about $1.1 billion, uh, on on Fair Deal. Uh, then on top of that, the resident contribution is probably running at about 350 to 400 million. Uh, and yes, there is a small amount, uh, I suppose, clawed back through the revenue commissioners through the, the ancillary state support. So in, in effect, uh, the state is probably spending, you know, somewhere close to 1 billion annually uh, in respect of... No, but I'm wondering how much is clawed back through Fair Deal when the properties are sold and uh, the amounts of money that uh, are laid down as to yes. the, the entitlement. I mean, how much of a deficit is there from Fair Deal, 
you know, that fair deal is not, in fact, generous enough to the state. Uh, and, and what uh, ends up happening is that the uh, the heirs of the house owner end yes. up getting a bigger slice of the pie thanks yes. to the state doing the job that maybe they should be doing, looking after their elderly folk. No, and you're right. And I think that's where I suppose we need to have a national debate around care of the older person. You know, people listening this morning might say, well, he's talking about nursing homes. It's nothing to do with me. It is because ultimately the taxpayer uh, on all of us, our taxpayers are funding uh, the entire health and social care service. Uh, and effectively, uh, you know, the, the clawback from, from the state is up to a maximum of 22.5% uh, of your principal primary residence. So it, it doesn't go anywhere near the true cost of care. Um, and that's what, it, what I mean when I say we've got to have, I suppose, a clear and unequivocal policy about care of the older person, both now and into the future. What it's going to look like, who is the provider? I mean, if, if the state wishes to increase its foothold or its provision, then that's, you know, that's a policy yeah. decision. Okay, and, and by the we're, way, we're I mean, you, you're not against the state providing more, I, I, I presume, but is there any sign of the state doing that? I mean, how many no. nursing homes has the state built or old county homes refurbished yes. by the state in the last 10 years? Uh, well, any ones that they have built, uh, and I don't have the exact number, uh, they're primarily, you know, replacement beds. Uh, at the moment, there's about 5,000 uh, beds provided by the HSE. Uh, a number of years ago, that was running at probably, you know, seven and a half to 8,000 beds. So they have reduced their footprint. And to be fair, the, the private and voluntary sector has stepped up to the mark and has invested heavily. Um, but now, you know, all of that investment has ceased effectively um, because the, the it just doesn't make financial sense to invest. And that's the point that the SRI and indeed HICWA and Nursing Homes Ireland have made as well, is that there will be large parts of the country where there won't be provision. So on the one hand, we have a, a creaking acute hospital system. We need a, a well-functioning um, a, you know, community care system. Uh, and we see a reduction in, in nursing home beds. So this is you know, going to get worse before it gets better. But, but that said, we want to work constructively with ministers, uh, with government, to address the crisis, to you know, stabilise the sector immediately, and then look at the long-term planning whether that's right. under the Commission for Care or whether it's under under the Department of Health. You know, we, we can't continue to ignore the issue and hope that it goes away. The All fact right. that people are living longer is a good thing. We need to plan and resource that effectively. Ty Daly, Chief Executive of Nursing Homes Ireland. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.